They actually seem to believe that we don't know what they're doing and what their game plan is, but we do. And we're pissed because it's been our work, it's been our treasure, our blood that's done everything positive America has ever done. It's been its citizens. It hasn't been a bunch of elitist thugs who are parasites on the very system they seek to destroy. They call us deplorables, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists, even as they allow deadly drugs and countless numbers of people wanting to destroy us across our borders, even as they push vaccines that kill our children and imprison real American patriots and commit treason many times over. While we Americans are unlike any people tyrants have faced before, we know our rights, we demand our freedom and liberty, and we demand the servants of the people learn their place. Patriots, welcome to another episode of the Patriot Review. We've got uh, Gunny Bud Cornwell joining us today, and we always uh, we enjoy that. I enjoy that because we get the veterans' perspective on what's going on today, and I have some questions I want to ask him, and also give him an opportunity to talk about you know what um, is center plate priority for him and for veterans alike, fellow veterans. So. Uh, I got a lot to go through up front, and I wanted to just show you a few uh, news stories. Some of them I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, but they're interesting, so let's get into that right away. All right, American Trade Board issues potential import on Apple Watch, import ban on Apple Watches. Uh, this is interesting, and you know, we watch we watch all the woke, the woke corporations and the woke athletes, and the they kind of buy, bow down to China, but um, don't seem to care about how their products are made. Um, so this just says uh, the White House will have 60 days to decide whether or not to veto the, the decision. Um, the commission uh, imposed an import ban last week in response to a judge's ruling from January that Apple had violated medical tech company Massimo's patent, right, patent rights by using its blood oxygen reading technology. So that's what this is all about. Uh, but I don't see it. I mean, um, remember, we're talking about a system that is swinging far, far into the uh, corporatism, as Mussolini would have described, fascism. And this is something that I think is, is just going to not be a big deal and it's going to go forward and Apple's going to be just fine. Thank you very much. And uh, there are no consequences for those woke, woke corporations, as you know. And this one will make you sick. So 39-year Intel analyst, there will be multiple terrorist attacks in the United States. Uh, 
so many people, including me, have been saying this because of the open borders and everything else. So uh, an entrepreneur from California who works in the field of geotracking, geolocation, and intel analysis is warning that over the next 14 months, the U.S. will suffer a wave of terrorism on our own soil. Now, how will you feel about that? Now, we fought a war for 20 years that uh, ended in Joe Biden committing treason by giving aid and comfort to our enemies to the tune of $85 billion in medical equipment and weaponry that some of which I have no doubt and, uh, you know, I, it was used against Israel. And uh, then we have the military base, Basra, I believe uh, China has now gotten that. So this is something that is a no-brainer. Of course, of course, there's going to be more terrorist attacks, right? I mean, it's just common sense. There's no common sense in our government, folks. There's no common sense. There's no concern about you or your children. There's no concern about the fentanyl pouring across the border. That in itself is an act of terrorism. That has led to 120 to 150,000 plus people dying every year. Remember. Um, and I don't want to take away from any of the veterans that fought over in Afghanistan or Iraq. I mean, God bless you for your service. But I, just, I pose this question, and I've done it before. You know, the 20 years of war, and we ended up with the schmuck, the resident and thief, uh, basically committing treason and making it off or not. Uh, 20 years we fought that war. We had fatalities. We had, of course... The fatalities on 9-11 as well but why don't we do anything about the border when we have many 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 times the number of casualties just due to one drug alone fentanyl the answer can only be that of course they know and they don't care and this this isn't not just on the democrats of course this is on the rhinos as well and we are seeing the results of not following our own laws. We didn't follow our own laws, our state constitutions, and our federal constitution in regards to the election in 2020, yet it was allowed to go through. And they uh, call you radicals and crazy when you point out the fact that there were constitutional violations that nullified votes in specific states like Pennsylvania. So you have to realize, if you, have, if you don't by now, and I'm sure you do, you're intelligent my viewers are intelligent people and you know 39 year intel analyst there will be multiple terrorist attacks um it's gonna get it's gonna get bad it's gonna be bad and you know this is why i again encourage you if you have not done so as of yet to to arm yourselves as uh, is allowed un under the second amendment and not only is it allowed it's a god-given right and I encourage you to do that and to, and to get uh, training, of course, and to be a responsible gun owner if you're not already. Uh, and also consider training your children that are old enough. So, you know, Hunter Safety is around 12 years old, 12 years old uh, the courses uh, for kids. But, um, you know, using your discretion and how responsible you think your children are and whether or not they're ready, um, it's a good idea. I think to to train them in case something happens when you're not around, and and I'm talking you know at an older older age here. I'm not talking about um, arming kids who can't 
can't handle that responsibility and we don't want to arm them all the time and and that sort of thing so but you know what i'm saying you have to you have to have your family members trained especially females because the self-defense weapon is the balancer it is gives your uh, loved ones a chance against those who will be armed when they when they come in and so this whole thing bodes uh, terribly for the United States and it's not just terrorists it's, it's of course gang members as well and drug cartel members and so on and then to make matters worse I need to go see here uh, massive illegal alien wave overwhelms Arizona Border Patrol um, I'm showing a picture folks if you're listening to this on podcast of a massive crowd of people coming in and um, I want to put, bring this full article back up here and uh, I'll read some of this to you Mexican cartel members cut the border wall in several places in Lukeville Arizona they've been uh, cutting the wall almost daily to get people through illegally Around midnight on Saturday, the final waves for the day came through, and Sunday rolled in, and there were many still, many illegal aliens waiting at the point of entry at that point in time. So here's the thing that uh, links this to the story that I just covered. The, the, there's large numbers of Syrians and uh, individuals from African uh, nations that currently are right now killing off Christians and we talked about that uh, a couple days ago on the show and uh, you know so it's there's several pictures on this article so if you you can go you can go to uh, uh, Patriot uh, or, or the signal and uh, check it out there there's all kinds of stories there but this is one of them <clears throat> and uh, it just doesn't bode well as we've talked so many times that you know obviously there are people coming in and of course the the argument right back in your face is you know you're called a racist and you're called this and that and people just want to have a, a better life and everything else to which I say okay good we'll take your front door off the hinges and you can have these people come in your house just like they're coming across an open border and of course you know that doesn't that doesn't fly right so you wouldn't let people who you don't know into your house and not only let them into your house but pay them to come into your house and treat them better than you treat our veterans and we're going to get into that uh, in a little while with gunny uh, trump goes on the offense is the next story um scorched earth on bill barr so bill barr turned out to be a huge disappointment and um, many people say a traitor and so in response to the CBS interview which Barr criticized his ex-commander-in-chief um, you know Donald Trump comes back and <laughs> in typical Trump fashion he just said you know regarding the criticism specifically that he was disappointed in in what Barr had said and let's listen to just a little bit of Barr here it's almost like he's I mean do you think he's is he losing it or is he just becoming uh, he, he, his verbal skills are limited <laughs> uh, and so he you know he's caught you know if you get him away from very 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 you know, <laughs> uh, 
you know, the adjective sort of, he's on. So Bill Barr is another, is another trader, really. I mean, this is it's fine. You have your own opinion and everything else, but obviously this is sabotage. And um, this is a guy who did nothing about the January Sixers. This is a guy who did nothing about anything, right? This is a guy who enabled the globalists to continue their path. So Trump says, I called Bill Barr dumb, weak, slow-moving, lethargic, gutless and lazy, a rhino who couldn't do their job. He just didn't want to be impeached. And, of course, Trump has talked about that a number of times. So uh, those are the stories for today. And, again, I go to politicalsignal.com to get those stories so you can check it out. We'll be right back after this message. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I um, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, even though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I, let us spend a few moments just with Grace alone. Recording in progress. It was. Recording it was just stopped. Horrific, um, sight to come upon was the fact that her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our, our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone and as soon as we did that the color of grace changed and um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. Not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now.
Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. All right, we are back. I'm uh, just waiting for Gunny to join me here. I got started a little bit late on the old on the old Zoom. You heard probably the uh, recording started and stopped. Um, and I'm getting messages left and right here. Um, okay, there's a lot going on, folks, and um, the. There's another article that I just want to mention here while, while we wait for Gunny. Hopefully he, gets, he comes on. Um, Republicans raise terror alarm after illegal immigrants caught with explosive devices. Now, this is uh, from Epoch Times. Uh, Republican senators have sounded the alarm on the Biden administration's border policies after Border Patrol agents caught illegal border crossers who were wearing, carrying explosive devices uh, that Senator John... Barrasso of Wyoming said we're tailor-made for terrorism so yeah explosive devices I you know I don't think that they're bringing them as their job toolkit um, so obviously there's a problem but my question is you know how are how are the American people gonna react knowing what's going on at the border knowing that this has been a problem knowing that knowing that we would know they knew that this would happen and they're allowing it anyway you know and uh, quoting here we have just returned from our southern border and it's painfully clear that with Joe Biden's open border policy our country is really at an increased threat for a terrorist attack so that is from the senator and uh, it's kind of like a duh yeah I mean the common sense isn't common sense anymore right I mean it's just it's just kind of ridiculous that um, that these things are going on and that they're allowed to go on, and um, it's something that is going to result in really substantial consequences. So we look at all this all this stuff that we've been through in the past. Uh, I don't know before COVID even. You know the the infringements on our rights have become greater and greater. The censorship. Uh, is one huge problem because if you don't have free speech you don't have open debate and you have all this uh, all this propaganda that's out there you know saying that no no really don't believe your eyes everything is fine and trust the government government's here to help and a bigger government's better because you know everybody gets equal amounts and the pie is just one pie and it's cut up equally that way um, which is a huge departure from the American dream is that you make your own pie. And, you know, that is, uh, that is a philosophy that, you know, we're not teaching in our schools anymore. And so we end up in these situations like we're in with the border situation and with the open border and all the illegal activity and all the drugs, like I mentioned, the fentanyl in, uh, specifically, but, you know, all types of drugs coming across our border. We have um, the Chinese also infiltrating and Chinese setting up what the, some have called you know, law enforcement offices so that they can basically attack Chinese American citizens 
and uh, you know and keep them in check so to speak so we have all these infringements on the rights of people within the United States at the same time we have you know the infringement of uh, or not the infringement of but the cancellation of groups of people and the left is very favorable on you know oh you can't profile this group or that group because then you're Islamophobic or you're thisophobic or you're whatever you know but um, statistics would show that we have every reason to be concerned if military-aged men are crossing the border and they're coming from uh, countries like Syria you know and they're coming from let's say the Gaza Strip um, gee they may be radicalized Muslims right I mean and as we discussed in um, the show two days ago you know, these these folks um, you know they come from a completely different atmosphere and this is uh, this is something that is going to result in a terrible tragedy or a number of tragedies in the United States and it's going to cause instability and that's what the globalists want and we are going to be faced with a crisis the likes of which this nation really has never seen because we will have so many within that uh, will be will be in will be busy let's put it that way and uh, my question for gunny you know if he comes on here um, is is gonna be this and that is you know at what point in time uh, do you wake up and and realize that hey you know following orders just you can't use the excuse I was just following orders when it comes to you know our our law enforcement officials and our military but let's take the law of enforcement officials first if it comes down to the, the point like it did with COVID where we saw across the world the heavy hand of law enforcement uh, enforcing rules basically that were violating people's rights you always wonder how can they how can they live with themselves for for doing what they're doing and the answer already has been in that case well they're just following orders and how difficult was it for you to look at the so-called summer of love when we had BLM and Antifa going you know crazy destroying businesses and burning buildings and attacking people for their skin color and you know violating the rights of so of so many Americans around this country and what did the law enforcement officials do they just obeyed orders and allowed it to happen not only did they do that but then it went on to you know the determination that gee I'm, uh, I'm the vice president of the United States and I'm gonna set up a you know fund for bail and to get people out of jail who are committing these crimes and what were the consequences of that I, you know I really want to ask what were the consequences of that in not nothing right I mean instead we have the J6ers who are political prisoners as if we're some you know I mean, I'm waiting for Chuck Norris to come out of retirement and you know rescue these people right I mean be called uh, Delta Force Six or whatever, whatever you know. But um, 
it's just absolute nonsense and it's nonsense that I have to pose this question to is when when is enough enough you know and what are we going to do about it so we on the right are you know more less violent than the left and more in tune with trying to use legal avenues and that is of course always the first the first uh the first action or reaction that uh, we should take but um what happens at what point is the tipping point in our country when it comes to taking things into our own hands and saying not only no but hell no these people are not going to come in and these these people you know you're going to pay the consequences for allowing these people to come in and so far there have been no consequences and we are waiting we are waiting for for the speaker the new speaker you know to to actually initiate some things that are strong and decisive and protect America because we all want to be protected from all of these uh, terrorists and these thugs that would do harm to our country and to our kids and to ourselves so it's just uh, something that has has got to reach a point and I don't know what that point is if you if you think you know you can write an email to me at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com and be an interesting conversation to have I have a whole list of what I do is when I think of topics that I want to uh, have to cover all right I got a, just a message here <clears throat> yeah so gunning is coming on I believe so um, so yeah so I have a whole list of things that you know as I'm going through these and topics and have thoughts about you know I jot them down because they are great ideas for documentaries and just segments in general so one of the things that I'm going to cover more extensively is FBI profiling and the history of FBI profiling and you know it, it has been under attack on, on numerous occasions because it has failed miserably but the reason why I bring it up is within FBI profiling there's this classification called RWC or RWG I mean and that is regular white guy right regular white guy and um, I've been watching tons of documentaries on true crime and one of the most recent ones I watched was you know just arguing in the face of what has been so-called settled science right the serial killers are always you know, the majority are white and they're bedwetters and blah 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 well that's if you look at the statistics has been disproven and if you look at today like I mentioned you can't you can't say anything about the the Muslims because you'll be labeled as an Islamophobe yet the FBI profilers are doing exactly the same thing only not the same thing because our terrorist attacks gee have been what driven from religion or political Islam basically uh, which really isn't um, isn't a religion so I'm gonna get into that more and uh, I'm going to just get the gunning here right now he is on uh, 
Alright, let's get them set up here. Thanks for sticking with me. Sometimes, you know, with technology, it's wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Box of chocolates. Never know yeah, what right. you're going to get. <laughs> That's right. How are you doing, Gunny? I'm doing good. Now that I don't have any coffee left. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I looked at the clock. It was like uh, 9.13 or something. I was like, oh, i got to get on. So yeah. I did, and then I looked down. I got about a quarter of a cup of co coffee left, and I'm just sitting here waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, should I get up? Should I wait? Should I get up? Yeah, I got on a little late. I apologize for that. Um, but you're here now. I'm glad to have you. And my cup of coffee is also pretty much drained, and now it's just warm and not hot. But yeah. Um, so I was just talking before you came on about about profiling. And I've been talking a little bit about, you know, how the FBI profiles people. And uh, I'm going to dedicate a show to how erroneous that has been at times and how now they are switching and profiling people like you and I. Instead of, instead of the profile being based on fact, like the fact is these terrorist attacks are committed by Muslims in a political, for the cause of political jihad, for jihad in the, in the world, um, where, I don't know about you, but I'm not a part of any secret uh, white guy organization that has a bunch no. of terrorist plots, you know, in my mind. Quite to the contrary. And we look at the border, and the border is, is now we're getting all kinds of warning for people. And my thought was, you know, I, I like to, when you're on, I like to talk about veterans' perspectives, of course, and then also just the the everyday person who has not been in the military, not gone through uh, and, and given their time to serve and what their perspectives are. So one of the things I wanted to say is um, how far does the, you know, just following orders defense go? I was talking about uh, BLM and Antifa and watching law enforcement just allow it to happen because they were just following orders. So from a veteran standpoint, at one point when all this you know what hits the fan and we actually see some some terrorism when we see um, people Americans being killed you know at, at what point does the group of veterans um, say you know enough is enough um, the just following orders defense is bogus we all learned that I thought from Nuremberg but so here we are and uh, I also wanted to ask you if there's a difference between veterans such as yourself who were raised in a different time in America and those serving today. So that's a lot, I know, but um, <laughs> you would just give me your thoughts on those questions. Well, as, as relationship to following orders, um, even, even in the military, we have to follow orders. However, those orders come from an individual or organization, you know, the higher ups, as it's called, right? So these right. orders are given by people. There may be standing orders that's been around for however long, but the majority of the time, our missions are given to us by the leadership. So they say, this is what you're going to go do, blah, 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 right? Right. If that order is one unconstitutional you do not have to follow it 
Two, if that order is causing you, I'm talking from military standpoint, if it's if it's an order that's going to cause me to harm any other person in my military unit or units, that's an unlawful order. So there's there is a time when a person has to make a determination on when to stop following that order. So for instance, let's take your Antifa as an example. And you got the police department. And they're all got their riot gear on and, and so forth. Now, I'm under the impression, I could be wrong, but I don't think any police officer got killed during the riots. They got severely wounded in a lot of cases. One, but I don't think one retired officer. There's one retired oh, officer that got murdered. Oh, yeah, you're talking, about the, was, guy in, you're talking about the guy in uh, Georgia or South Carolina or something, I think, right? Yeah, he was retired. Oh, Florida, he was doing a, Florida, think, he was doing a yeah. security job to pick up some right. money. Well, that's, yeah, I got you. But I don't think, that's different, I don't know though. if that was an Antifa attack or not. But anyway, the point I'm making is this. At some point, when these officers' lives become really become in danger, right? So in other words, if these Antifa people would have started shooting rifles at them or whatever, that would have been it. It would game on. Now they had these, you know, smoke grenades and fireworks and you know, Molotov cocktails, which by the way is a dangerous weapon. Right. Yeah, you know, very. So uh, so it was a baseball bat, really. Right. So same thing in the military. We have to determine the situation that we're in and compare that to the orders that we are giving, given, and then go from there. Now, I have the, a question. So, so, you know, you mentioned um, if it violates the Constitution. Right. You know, I'm absolutely convinced that at least 80% of the people who serve in Congress have never read the Constitution. Oh yeah. And so my question is, is it is that the same in the military, right? Because you gotta know the constitution to know what whether or not you're violating it, right? What I what I think should happen after a person gets elected or before, depending, right? Every state should have this. They should be tested on the constitution. They should have Agreed. to take a test and pass that test. In other words, have a a good knowledge of the Constitution, not just go, I can guess what Article Five is. No, tell me what Article Five is. You know, that kind I'd of like thing. to take I'd like to take it beyond that and say that you can't vote unless you pass that test. Well, that's kind of sort of what the citizenship test is for for those that are, you know, citizens right. yeah. or becoming right. citizens. The question is, I didn't have to take a test to become a citizen. I was a citizen, but I didn't need to. Because during that time, when I was growing up, I was taught the Constitution. Right. See the difference? I was. Oh, yeah, we were absolutely. taught it in school. Right. Right. Well, they're not taught the Constitution in school anymore, so they haven't got a clue what the hell it is. And they're citizens, and they can vote. Or civics, for that matter. Or civics. Right. I had to take uh, U.S. and Louisiana civics. I had to take both. United States, about the United States government, all that stuff, and the state of Louisiana. 
I didn't have two the state part. Yeah, two different grades. You know, seventh yeah. grade I had the state of Louisiana, and the eighth grade I had the U.S. Uh, government. You know, learned about Congress and voting and bills and all that stuff. Oh yeah. So what do you think? What do you think the likelihood of today's military turning out the American people is? To be honest with you, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I really don't. I don't. I don't think. Uh, you know, there there may be some people that are dedicated to the government because you have you, you would have to be a military person that's dedicated to the government, not the Constitution of the United States. You see the right. difference, right? Right. Because yeah. I I supported and defended the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution would prevent me from killing an American or killing our own citizens, you know, or even people in America, for that matter. Right. According to the Constitution. However, if I'm a person that believes in big government and the state and, you know, all these people are, are worthless anyway, they're deplorables. We don't need them. That's a different story. But you're going to have to have a whole lot of military people that think that way. And they don't. Not even today. I guarantee they don't. There's. A lot of maybe because what's what's what would what this is what will happen if if it comes to that point. It's going to be the opposite. What's going to happen is the military is going to turn on the government. The military will take over the government. It's going to be the exact opposite. If it gets that bad, where the president, that or, um, yeah. We all thought that was going to happen after the election. I mean, yeah, uh, it's not that. It's not bad enough yet. Blame. General McInerney <laughs> was talking about that, and I always like yeah. watching him. Um, and is there any difference between the full-time soldier and, uh, say, someone in the National Guard in that philosophy? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, it's the same. We have the same rules. The only difference between somebody that's active duty and the National Guard is if you're active duty, you do it as a uh, as your job, your everyday mm -hmm. job, right? National Guard is only on duty one week in a month and two weeks a year, unless they are called mm -hmm. on a specific mission, right? So right. what they do is they go in and out of active duty. If that makes sense, they're on yep. guard. No, I understand. Right. Yeah, I, so, understand, I understand. My first wife was uh, in the guard. I just thought maybe there was, um, you know, there was maybe a difference in the types of people that you find that the guard may have more people who do it for, not for the, um, not for the service per se. They do it more for the financial benefits that come from right, it or college, whatever. College, yeah, and, yeah, all right. that stuff. But I think, to be honest with you, I think, especially being a drill instructor. Um, I was actually amazed at how many uh, Marines, you know, civilians that came in to be Marines that we trained that were actually reservists, almost 50 percent of the platoon. And to me, that was a lot. And that is a I, lot. Was, I was going, you know, you're talking 40, 45 people. Every platoon that graduates is a reservist. They're, you know, right. but what I what I found out, I know this sounds kind of funny, 
But what I found out is the majority of those reservists were awesome Marines. What I'm saying is they came in the Marine Corps to be a Marine, not necessarily full time, right? But they wanted mm -hmm. they wanted to serve their country, but they just didn't want to do it all the time because they may have had a specialized job or or those kind of things. Sure, you know. So well, I think but they, everybody but their attitude. Yeah. Their attitude is, is just as good as the active duty people as far as our country is concerned. I, I thank everybody for their service. I, I may ask some stupid questions once in a while, but they're questions I think the everyday citizen people, might have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So so let's change subject now. I know you gotta you gotta go because you have another commitment here in well, five I don't, minutes. I don't now. Now I can hang out to about five minutes to ten. So <laughs> okay. Awesome. That's good. Appreciate that. Um sure. So, you know, the question that I have is just looking at the situation and again, turning to the border, but looking at a different aspect of it. And that is that we have people coming across the border who are given a trial date or hearing date that's six years out. They're receiving nine grand or something like that to enter our country illegally. So the taxpayers, we the taxpayers are paying these illegals a salary, basically, we're putting them up. Uh, they're getting medical care and they're getting the children are getting education yet we have so many homeless veterans and veterans who commit suicide at huge numbers and are there any organizations that that is their only focus that they really are aggressively going after and publicizing and declaring that this is just an absolute unacceptable travesty of of justice and life in America, you know, and if so, how can people support those? Well, first off, the, the VA um, says and is trying the best that they can. I, I know they have all these different types of programs and veterans are constantly reminded if you have thoughts of suicide, call the hotline right now, that kind of stuff. But there is, or there is, other organizations out there that I think are doing a better job than the VA. And here's why. A lot of these veterans are committing suicide because, one, they've been disconnected with their family for whatever reason. Two, they have some type of uh, drug or alcohol problem. Three, there's nobody in their immediate circle that they can talk to that understands those kind of things. And of course, a lot of them end up homeless and so forth. So how do you solve the, these problems that we're talking about? The VA is not going to solve these problems, all these problems. For instance, homeless. I don't even know if the VA has a homeless program to try to get them off of, you know, being homeless. But I do know, for instance, like the Marine Corps League, when I was in Arkansas, we found three or four different homeless, actual homeless veterans that had no home, no place to live. They were li living out of their car or whatever. Not only mm -hmm. that, we found a veteran with a wife and a child living out of their car. So the Marine Corps League took them in, provided them a, uh, an apartment, Got them a got him a job to start supporting his family. So that's, act that's awesome. 
that's what some of these organizations are doing. And this is the only way to prevent this. You can't just go bring them into the VA, treat them for alcoholism, whatever, and then let them go again. You see what I'm saying? They just, yeah, they, this, but this is how they think. They think all we got to do is get them mentally back healthy, and then all of a sudden they're going to be okay. No, you got to go right. deeper than that. You got to get them really out of the situations that are in so that they can sufficiently handle, you know, going forward. Right. All right. I need to take a quick break if you want to mute yourself for about three minutes and I'll be right back. And then I want to turn it over to you and talk about issues that, that the issues that you think are really important right now for us to focus on. Be right I'm, back after yeah. this. Patriots, it's me, Wayne Alaroot, otherwise known as War. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Alaroot, Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian conservative network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming live on the Blessed News iPhone and Android apps. Tune in to watch me drive home the truth and dismantle the fake news narrative with big name nightly guests and exclusive interviews with all the heavy hitters you know and love. Become part of history as we make America godly again and launch the first faith-centered conservative broadcasting network where Jesus Christ is commander-in-chief of all of our stories and where truth and integrity really matter. Join me Monday through Friday on any of our platforms or on the Blessed News website, blessed.news, where you can stream all the shows for free, or you can sign up for Blessed Plus for even more access to Raw and Unfiltered with me, Wayne Allen Root, the hardest working man in show business. Thank you, and God bless America. Steel News will be joining the Blessed News Network 11 p.m. weeknights. I'm Ann Vandersteel, and I'm very excited to be a part of the programming put together by Jake Lang. Doesn't matter if he's behind bars. He's a January 6th political hero, as far as I'm concerned. And Steel News will be reporting the truth of everything happening, not only in the swamp, but around the world to help you put into context what's really going on so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Steel News, 11 p.m. on the Blessed News Network. All right, we are back with Gunny Bud Cornwell, and we are talking about the um, 
Marine Corps League, or we were, you were mentioning it when we went to break. I just checked out the website, and I have the website homepage up on on screen. It is uh, MC League, Marine Corps MC League, uh, library.org. And check it out. They have all kinds of stuff in here. They have youth programs. They have uh, donations to help Marines and families. They have veteran services. They have a media library. They have Semper Fi magazine. They have all kinds of stuff. So, um, mcleaguelibrary.org. So thanks for sharing that. And but while I have the time and I have this screen up, um, I want to also put up your website here, thepatriotcause.com. You can check out Gunny's show, patriotcause.com, and. Um, Encourage you to do that. Gunny does an excellent job. He's got his own his own gig going, and he's doing great. So check it out. And uh, if you want, if you're a veteran and you want the the real perspective rather than someone like me who has never served, that's that's where you go. So thanks for being here, Gunny. And I wanted to just say, you know, that um, you are greatly appreciated, and and uh, God bless you for everything that you do for all the veterans out there and for all the citizens out there. You're also a 10-year a a member of the Convention of States movement, and that's critically important as well. And we've talked about that a little bit a couple of times, but uh, I want to turn the, the, the rest of the time over to you and just have you talk about the topics that have really struck you recently. I think you're muted there. I could talk for 30 minutes or more easily on the subject I'm fixing to talk, but I'm going to put it very <laughs> simple. We can do it. The, the, the Middle East. What what in the world do we have anything to do with it? That's, that's what everybody says. Just let them do whatever, blow up whatever, mm -hmm. right? Well, it ain't that simple. It's, it's not that simple. And I'm going to explain it to you. A lot of people need to understand as much as possible, it's very complicated, but I'm going to try to break it down here Dumbo style so we can all understand it. For instance, <laughs> there are two major types of Islam people, the Shia and the Sunnis. Okay, and for the most mm -hmm. part, they are against each other. So think of this as if Catholics and Protestants, think of it like that, right? right. We're back mm -hmm. in the day, and especially Ireland, they had the Wars right. between the Canada. Mm -hmm. So think of it like that. Okay. Now, Iran is 90% Shia. Okay. Yemen is 65% Sunni. However, the Houthis, which is the one shooting the missiles to Israel, is 65% or um, the the other percent is Shia. So these Houthis are Shia. Iran is Shia. So far, so good, right? Right. Saudi Arabia is 90% Sunni. And if you remember, they were fighting against the Houthis back in 2019. Right? So see, these those were fighting, right? Right. Palestine. Now listen to this. This is what's going to blow your mind. Palestine, 98% of the population is Sunni. Iran is Shia, Palestine, Sunni. So this is where the confusion comes, right? Hamas mm -hmm. 
you would think Hamas would be Shia, but they're not. They're Sunnis. But Iran is supporting Hamas. Right. Okay? Yes. Afghanistan is 90% Sunni. So here's my point. It's it's a quagmire. It's it's so hard to understand why do these people are in bed with these people, but not these people when they're all on the same. You, you follow me? So it's, yeah, it's I think like I can Catholics that question. and Catholics fighting against each other, and you know, and Protestants and Protestants fighting against each other. It's it's so complicated. If we well, didn't have somebody like us in that region, uh-huh. they'd be shooting each other constantly all the time. It well, there's be- always global impl- implications too, exactly. right? Exactly. I mean, so the thing, the thing I would answer to that is I would say that um, I don't know if you and I have talked about it, but I've been talking about it a lot lately, and that is that the United States civilian is he looks at. Uh, he or she looks at our government, and you have to realize that everything is the short game, right? We play yeah. the short game. Well, four to eight years, I'll have my guy in, and he'll change everything, and everything will be great, and exactly. the world will be wonderful. Meanwhile, the groups of Muslims that you're talking about, they play the long game. They say, okay, where we want to be in 30 years? And these alliances are, you know, the enemy of my enemy, and they're going to take advantage of those alliances because the ends justify the means, and they're they're playing long ball. I think that's my answer. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. A- absolutely correct. And the the other part about it is this: is for instance, Iran ninety percent Shia. What that means is ninety percent of the country is identical. Right. Well, America's not like that. We not only do we have two different political, major political parties, we have a dozen or more different types of people that think differently across the board. In other words, they're in different groups and right, they're uh, right. they're kind of associated and tied into these groups. So what happens is, like you're saying, because America looks at this four, eight-year cycle thing, whoever in the group can get more supporters and whatever their problem is, is who's going to become, you know, the dude in charge or whatever. In the Muslim world, it doesn't work that way. Well, first off, the majority of them don't vote, right? So it's it's like a monarchy. But that monarchy has been in place, some of them, for thousands of years. And this is just the way life is in these countries, and it doesn't change. No matter who, you know, dies as the president, the guy right behind him is just a mirror image of exactly what's going on. However, the difference is the society does make changes to that leadership in the long haul. Mm -hmm. Society makes or keeps things from changing, vice versa, right, in the long haul. And They've been doing it that way for for you know thousands of years, and they're not going to change. But America, we can change uh, overnight, basically, you know. And it's it's been proven. You have some presidents that go in there and they're radical. They change it overnight. Hmm. But then you oh, have no. some of them 
you know, that go in there and they try to please the, the population, not their right. political party or their ideology. What? Serve your constituents? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. Absolutely. So it's a... Uh, well, next this time, is why next... it's difficult to fight these people because they will fight and fight and fight and fight and fight to the very last one. Right. Because they have well, loyalty guess... to who? To, to the, yeah. all, all, the whole country. Everybody is part of it. Let me see. You show me, you show me 90% of the military. If we took, you know, went to war, will 90% of the military stick together through thick and thin no matter what happens? Uh, no, <laughs> sorry, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> right. Well, we are already out of time, and we're gonna let's explore that topic a little, little more next time, and sure, give you an opportunity to, to fill more time there and talk about the details of it. So, folks, go to thepatriotcause.com, follow Gunny's doing great work over there. Um, any final comments, Gunny? Uh, no, sir. Appreciate being on your show. You can also find me on Getter and X, as it's called now. Twizzler, now it's called X. <laughs> I call so, it Twaddle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was off of uh, Twitter for quite some time. When I say off, basically I was inactive. And yeah, then when Elon that. Musk took it back over, I'm like, cool, I can get back on it now. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that whole thing is a mess. But all right. Well, thanks again. We will see you again next week or whenever you have the time to make for me it's always greatly appreciated so absolutely not only that um are you going to be doing a show the day before thanksgiving the wednesday before thanksgiving um are you I planning on that it far out okay I would, well if I you would do, do it, yeah. if you do let me know because i can have my son who is also a marine we can both be on the show at the same time and i'm telling you He's 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 way smarter than me. I'll put it to you that way. He's <laughs> he's he's awesome. I I doubt that, but yeah, let's 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 plan on it. We'll do that. Okay, brother. All Have right. Thanks one. so much. You Talk too. To you later. Yep. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. All right, folks. That does it for today already. Time goes so fast when you're having fun, right? All right, we will see you tomorrow. It's been a pleasure having you here, and um, it always is. And I hope that you're enjoying the show. God bless you all, and we'll see you.